month of October, and we've been talking about monsters. And we grow up telling our kids monsters aren't real. They're just something you see on television. They're just something you see in the movies. They're just something that you see when you go to the haunted house. There's something that get brought up around October, around that Halloween season. And we try to bring comfort to our children by telling them that they're not real when we know good and well that we're surrounded by monsters every single day. Some of us live with monsters. Some of us work with monsters. Some of us have family members who are monsters. Some of you are sitting next to a monster right now. Don't raise your hand if you are. Some of you know that deep down inside there's a part of you that has monster-like characteristics. We're surrounded by them. And the funny thing is, most monsters are real, real easy to spot. It's real easy to spot a zombie. It's the half-dead dude dragging his foot, moaning as he walks. It's real easy to see a Frankenstein, seven-foot-tall guy that's been put together in about 20 different pieces. Some monsters are real, real easy to spot. They, they can't hide themselves. It's, it's real easy to see a witch. I want to see if any guys were going to amen and point to their wives or their mother-in-laws. They didn't. Trained you well. Done good. Some monsters are not easy to spot. There's that one monster that when you see them 90% of the time, they're normal. They look normal. They dress normal. They, they've got the normal, normal family, the normal marriage, the normal parenting. They've got a normal job. But there's a side of them that when a certain thing happens in their life, they go from normal to very unnormal very quickly. Of course, we're talking about werewolves today. Think about werewolves is if you see them during the daytime, you don't know they're a werewolf. The funny thing about a werewolf is when you see it at night, you don't know that it's a werewolf until the full moon happens. Until that one thing that comes along that triggers them and they go from normal to insane instantly. And there's probably no more destructive monster than a werewolf, let's just be honest. Because when they transform into that other being, they're out of control. They destroy everything in their path. They have, they have one goal and one goal only, and that is to wreak havoc as long as it's nighttime. <laughs> and the, as so many of us, and I say us because this has been an issue I've struggled with a lot in my life, and it's actually an issue that I've over the last five or six years, I actually have somewhat got a grip on it. So there's a lot of times that I preach to you and say, man, I'm going to be real hypocritical today and show you what the Bible says, but I suck at this. And there's going to be times that I say, man, I, the Bible says this, and I'm horrible at it. Like, I don't do it at all, but it doesn't change the principles of the Bible. But then there's going to be sometimes, every once in a while, I somewhat, about 10% of my life I have together, and this is one of those 10% that I think I've grown a lot in over the years. And today we're going to be talking about anger and talking about our temper. Because anger and temper is one of those things that you don't normally spot it in somebody until it's triggered in them. And what's amazing is the most normal person in public many times has someone who lives in fear of them 
Because they never know when they're going to be set off. So many times that we're normal and we live in fear of our own selves, not knowing, man, what is going to trigger the anger in us? Anger is one of those things, kind of like a werewolf, that once it happens, it literally destroys everything around it. It destroys friendships. It destroys families. It destroys careers. It destroys us because our anger leads to this guilt and this feeling, and it leads to other things and our hurts, our habits, and our, our hang-ups begin to take over our life to mask the feeling of this anger. And anger is kind of like a werewolf. You can be real, real normal until that stupid whatever triggers you. And then we destroy everything. I was looking up some stats about anger this week, and did you know that, that men get angry on average about six times a week? So at least once a day almost, you can count on a man getting legitimately angry over something. Women get angry about three times a week. Women tend to get angry at people more. This is what the stat said. Women tend to get angry at people. Men tend to get angry at things. Very few women have ever broken a television over a football game. Many men have broken a television over a football game. Women tend to get angry at people. Men in general tend to get angry at things. I, I found this kind of odd to me because I would have thought it would have just been the opposite, to be honest with you. But they said single adults express anger twice as often as married adults. Maybe that's because they don't have to walk the line because they're not fear of someone getting angry back at them. I don't know. Men are 80, I don't know where they came up with this number, but 83% more physical when they get angry than women. And of course, the place that most people are most likely to express their anger is in their home, their safe place. The place where they don't have to put on airs and they can take off the mask and not try to impress a bunch of people they don't like in the first place. Destructive anger. Anger that comes out of nowhere is literally one of the quickest ways to destroy your life. And anger is one of those things. I've now been in full-time ministry. I'm 43. I've been in full-time ministry for 22 years. And it's still the thing that shocks me the most when I find out certain things about certain people. I can't tell you how many times I've had to intercede into a physical situation between a married couple and been shocked to find out that was going on because I would have never guessed it in a million years. Because in the public, they had it all together. On Facebook, they looked great. You know, nobody really ever posts me, hey, lost my crap today and, and tore the house up. You know, so... Anger is just one of those things that catches us by surprise. And, and the fact of the matter is, every one of us, in some form or fashion, because anger can take on a lot of different personalities, anger is one of those things that normally happens when we're triggered. For us, we're not really werewolves, so it's not a full moon, but it's something that comes along and it triggers us. And, and, and anger can put you in a place 
let me rephrase that, destructive anger, because there can be righteous anger. But destructive anger can put you in a place you never wanted to be. I know some people who are literally controlled by their anger. That once that trigger happens in their life, there's no settling them. And I had this unique ability. I like to say I had the gift of speaking white trash. My wife calls me the white trash whisperer. And so I, I do really well with certain people when they get in certain situations. I just have this weird ability a lot of times to talk people down. They're acting nuts. They're acting crazy. And just for whatever reason, man, maybe because I'm a little bit crazy, I can just stay calm and talk them down. It's one of, one of the few things I'm good at. But there's been times that I haven't even been able to talk people down because there's just certain people that once they flip that switch, there is no controlling them because they're not in control of their selves. And here's the problem with anger. So many times when the anger has subsided and whoever the person is being angry, they're dumbfounded by the destruction they've caused. They think everything should go back to normal. They don't realize the hurt that has happened because of their anger. It's kind of like a hurricane. A hurricane comes through. It destroys everything. But here's the amazing thing about a hurricane. You can count on it every time. The moment the hurricane is gone, it's always followed by some of the most beautiful weather ever. The sun's out. There's no clouds in the sky. It's beautiful out. And you would almost forget about the hurricane Except you look out and you see all the destruction. The destruction's still there. And that's what our anger is like. It's like a hurricane. If we don't learn how to control our anger. I, I, I have went through stages in my life where I was controlled by anger. I went through situations in my life where I've destroyed everything around me because of my anger. Simply because I couldn't get a grip on my emotions. I'm an avid reader, and I love to read biographies, and I, and I love to read about great leaders. And I was recently reading the biography of Alexander the Great. And one day, Alexander the Great, in a fit of rage, he struck down and killed his favorite general. He hit him, he killed him, and, and they said the relationship between this general and Alexander, they were basically best friends. But Alexander the Great's uh, rage took over, his anger took over, and in that fit of rage, he killed his best friend, and he cried out after killing him. He said, I have conquered the world, but I can't conquer my own soul. I have conquered everything I have set out to conquer. I have taken over countries and cities, and I'm the most powerful person in the world. He said, but I can't control my own self. And in the process, he began to destroy everything around him. The funny thing is about anger and getting a grip on our anger and controlling our anger is just really not that hard. We love to say it's hard. I'm just an emotional person. <laughs> it's just the way I'm wired. It's how I deal with stress. No, that's your cop out for not being man enough or woman enough to be able to control your own emotions. So instead of you controlling your emotions, your emotions control you because you're weak. Let me re-say that again, because that should have been one of those situations that made you uncomfortable, but you should have said amen to it. The problem is, you are weak. You're a bully. 
You think it's tough and it makes you somebody to lose your crap and go off on everybody when it really makes you weak, insecure, and lacking in your own issues in your own life. He's just a hothead. No, he's weak. She's just got a temper. No, she's weak. And we literally have marriages and kids and lives being destroyed over this topic of anger because nobody has the testicular fortitude to get a grip on their anger. And now we live in the day and time of social media, and now we get to be spineless and angry. Now I don't even have to be angry to your face. I can be angry behind a keyboard. Everybody's tough behind a keyboard. And then even behind the keyboard, we don't have the guts to call them out by name. We, we post our subliminal anger. I had a guy this week in another aspect of my life, in my professional life, he made a comment. He said, he said, Always funny to me when you feel the need to tell everyone you're the best, when everyone knows you're the best, just be the best, and hey, preacher, quit liking your own post. Wow, who could he have been talking about? So me, I responded. I was very nice and very calm because I knew I was, but I just said, hey, man, next time you can use my name as Gary Lamb. He sent me a prayer. Hey, I wasn't talking about you. Yes, you were. Like, at least have the guts in your anger, because we're coming up for the, in this industry I'm in, the awards are coming up. It's the end of the year. We're probably going to win number one, and he's all mad that he's not going to win. And it was just immature stupidity. You know what I mean? And, uh, but, like, have the guts. And he's like, I just, and this is what he said. And his I just get angry that we don't get the same attention. I said, well, okay, well, in your anger, have the guts to call me out by name. I would respect that more. But I'm still going to dog you anyway, so I dogged him. Anyway, but we got to learn how to get with it. Got to learn how to control our anger. And it's not that complicated. And actually, you would be shocked how much the Bible has to say, especially in the book of Proverbs, about controlling our anger and the importance of, of our anger. How many of you would be honest and say you've ruined some type of relationship in your life? Some type, any type of relationship in your life because of anger. Keep them up, keep them up. Look around, the rest of everybody in this church is lying. I'm preaching on that next week. The first thing we've got to do is we need to remember the results of our anger. Before you fly off the handle, before you allow your anger to consume you, before you jump out at that, that traffic light because somebody cuts you off, before you send that email, that text, before you call, before you lose it on your spouse, it would probably behoove you to remember the results of what's going to happen because of your anger. Every action has a consequence. There's consequences for actions. It's just life. The Bible says this in Proverbs 29, 22. An angry person stirs up conflict. And a hot-tempered person commits many sins. 
That's the problem with anger controlling us. It's not just the sin of being angry. It's a sin that it leads to other things. It's a sin of the other things that happen as a result of our anger. We need to remember there's consequences for our actions. The Bible says this in Proverbs 15, 18. Hot tempers cause arguments. I always get a kick out of feeling like, the Bible's just so complicated, I don't understand it. Well, let me tell you what this means. It means hot tempers causes arguments it's hard to argue by yourself most of the time when christine starts arguments in our house or i start arguments in our house like once every three years and you know i'm not perfect it's because we're angry about something when we're not being calm and talking about it rationally It's amazing, this amazing thing that happens when you have a conversation. But when tempers are flaring, you wait to have the conversation. When that happens, arguments happen. And arguments in the lamb house can get a whole other level real quick. Now, we've learned to grow in that area now. Six years ago, whoo, it was intense. It was always her fault because I'm mellow. But she's grown in that area over the years. People with anger issues, they do foolish things. Will Rogers said, people who fly into rage seldom make a good landing. People who fly into rage seldom make a good landing. When you lose your temper, the fact of the matter is you always lose. You lose more than your temper. Here's what happens. You lose respect. You lose health. There's nothing that will send your health out of control faster than losing your temper. It affects your body, it affects your heart, it affects your mind, it affects you mentally. It affects your job, it affects your spouse, it affects your kids. I can go to bed angry, and if I go to bed angry, guess what, baby? I'm waking up angry. When I'm angry, I'm just one of those people that don't hide it real well. So when I'm everybody I'm around knows that I'm angry. Apparently, 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 the few times... Once every three years that I get angry, I have a tendency to cock my head back and I lock my jaw. And apparently, once every three years, that's how everybody knows I'm angry. I actually heard someone one time, watch out, Gary's jaw's cocked. (laughs) I felt really stupid. I was like, I don't even know what that means. but, But I felt stupid because the results of my anger. As you find yourself getting angry, you need to remember there's consequences for your anger. There's a payment due for your anger. When Christine and I got together, you know, and you're in the early stages, and you're talking about the different personalities and the different things, and I remember talking about arguing and talking about this, and we were laying things out and um, talking about different situations, and I remember saying, I said, I just need you to understand something. I don't do name-calling, and I don't care if it's because you're angry or not angry. So don't ever call me something when you're angry, and come to me afterwards and apologize. I said, I'm sorry, it was just because I was angry. There's consequences for our actions. And the fact of the matter that we're angry doesn't excuse our actions during that time. The Bible says this in Proverbs 14, 29. I'm going to give you lots of verses because the Bible talks a lot about anger. And it says it all in the book of Proverbs. Anger causes mistakes. Anger causes us to do stupid things. Stupid things. Proverbs 14, 17. People with tempers do foolish things. Foolish things. 
I can remember the last time that I truly got angry, like legit angry. It was probably about 10 months ago. I was dealing with the situation with a certain individual. He called me on the phone. I remember getting, I can go back and replay it like it was yesterday. I was in the front yard. We had company over. All the windows were up because it was still fall. So everyone could hear everything. And I lit into that person. I, for pro, I can go back literally for probably 12 to 15 minutes. He didn't say it. Where I called him every name in the book. I told him how worthless he was. I told him what a scum. And everything I said was true. But the way I said it very much ruined that relationship. I remember Christine coming out of the driveway and being like, you need to stop. And I was so angry, though, there was no stopping. I had allowed my emotions to take over. Instead of dealing with the issue four months before when it hadn't festered, I waited till it boiled over and nothing good came out of that situation. I did a lot of foolish things. And for me to say I did something foolish is saying a lot. Bible says in Proverbs eleven twenty nine, 29, the fool who provokes his family to anger and resentment will finally have nothing worthwhile left. Some of you grew up in homes like this where it was so tense, so angry, you never knew what you were going to do to set somebody off. And your family's probably not very tight today as a result of it. Anger will destroy everything. I read a survey recently that asked young adults, what is the one thing they wanted to be like in regard to their parents, and what's the one thing they never wanted to be like in regards to their parents? The number one thing they wanted to be like their parents in ranged. It was hundreds of different things that all came right about in the same percentage area. There was like 23 different answers that were all within a couple of percentage points, things they admired about their parents. 91% of those surveyed said the one area they didn't want to be like their parents was when it came to losing their temper and screaming at their kids. They looked back over their life and they remembered some of the worst emotional times in their life were when their parents lost it. That doesn't mean we shouldn't discipline our kids, but we got to make sure we're keeping it intact when we discipline our kids. I mean, I get it. I got 737 of them things, kids. Like, I get it. Sometimes, man, you just want to snap. Sometimes you think the only way you can get through is if you just go off the handle. Got to put the fear in them. No. You need to discipline them. But raising hell and being a bully gets you nowhere. The fool who provokes his family to anger and resentment will finally have nothing worthwhile. <laughs> you ever thought about why we lose our crap with the kids? Why we scream at the kids sometimes? Let's just be honest. You know why we do it? Because it works. Short term. Short term, it works. When you yell and you get angry at sometimes, most of the time those people will simply comply out of fear. But in the long run, you lose those people because they get to the point in their life where they fear you so much they no longer want to be around you. We need to remember the results of our anger. Anger alienates. 
In, in, a, in the long run, you lose the relationship because eventually people get tired of the blow-ups. There's nothing worse than being around an angry person. One of my best friends growing up, and I guess, I mean, I guess he's still a great friend. I, mean, I have nothing against him, but I don't hang around him much. But you know why? Because every time we did anything, it led to him blowing up. It led to him blowing up all the time, the stupidest things. Like, I, I can remember we'd be out, this is back when we'd go out at night and listen to music or club or whatever, and I remember someone would bump into him. He'd be ready to fight. I'm like, there's a thousand people in this building. It holds 500. Of course somebody bumped you. Like, we don't got to fight everybody in the place. Like, he just turned into everywhere we went. Literally, I kid you not. Anybody remember Kmart? Anybody remember when Little Caesars was in Kmart? That's old school right there, baby. You don't know about that. So we were at Kmart to get us some Little Caesars. You young kids don't know about this. It used to be called Pizza Pizza. You bought one pizza, you got two pizzas. So when you were broke like me and you were 20-something years old and you lived with seven other dudes in the Kmarts across the street, we ate a lot of Pizza Pizza. So we're going to get Pizza Pizza. We get the pizza pizza. They used to come in this slab. The two pizzas were side by side. You know what I mean? Like, you, there was no way to be discreet. Hey, I'm fat. You know what I mean? Like, I'm walking out with a two-by-four full of pizza. You know? But back then, you could eat a whole pizza and not gain weight. That was the good days. Okay? Pizza pizza had no calories, apparently. Or I was 21 years old. It didn't matter. We get in the car. We're coming through the parking lot. Listen to me. How fast do you drive in a parking lot? Five miles per hour? Five miles per hour, a car comes in front of us, and it came a little bit close. So you get to the stopping point. And I, I remember, I, I can replay it in my head. I was like, what an idiot. That's what I said, what an idiot. The minute we stopped to pull out, he's out of the car. Jerking the dude through the window. And I'm like, what are you doing, man? Nobody cuts us. He's screaming. I'm like, oh, my God. Literally, two weeks later, I was out of that part. I couldn't be around the guy anymore. Not because I didn't love him, not because I didn't like him, but who wants to be around somebody like that all the time? It's exhausting. You never know what's going to happen and when it's going to happen. We need to remember the results. Proverbs says if you're going to get a, a grip on your anger, you've got to remember the results. I think in so many areas of our lives, our actions would be a lot different if we counted the consequences. If we knew what was going to be a result, if we just reminded ourselves what was going to be the result, nothing good comes out of destructive anger. So we need to remember the results. You know what else we need to do? We need to reflect before reacting. And I know what some of you are going to say, and I'm going to address this here in a minute. I don't have time to do all this stuff. When I just get angry. I just get angry. No, you don't. I'm going to prove it to you here in a minute. We need to get to the point where we don't respond impulsively. Before we get angry, we need to think it through. We tend to react before we reflect. We love to fly off the handle, but we need to learn to stop, step back, and think about it. The Bible says this in Proverbs 29. A stupid man, a stupid man, gives free rein to his anger. A wise man waits and let it grow cool. A stupid man. That's a strong word to me. I'm just going to be honest with you. If I'm out and about town and you come to me and say, man, you're stupid, chances are we're coming to blows. It's just the redneck in me. I mean, that's pretty offensive. And God says a stupid man gives free reign to his anger. A stupid person, an uneducated person, a person who's not smart enough to keep a grip on themselves gives free reign to his anger. 
But a wise man waits and lets it grow cool. A wise man learns to slow down and realize that probably what you're flying off the handle about, if you'd stop, collaborate, and listen, (laughs) it's been a long weekend. If you'd stop for a second, chances are what you were about to fly off the handle about wasn't even a big deal. One of the greatest remedies to your anger is simply delay. The longer you hold your temper, amazing thing happens, the more it improves. If you let it fly, I've learned when I let it fly immediately, it's bad news. Bad news. But the longer you hold it, the better it gets. I had a situation this morning that had me a little bit irritated. Called my wife. I said, I need to talk to you about something. She said, yeah. I said, I'm not mad at you. But I need to vent to you for a minute about a situation I'm irritated about. And if I address it, it's going to be an ugly situation. I don't want it to be an ugly situation. So I vented to my wife. She said, I'll handle it. Guess what happened to me venting to her? I calmed down about the situation. I breathed about the situation. The situation will be addressed. Don't mistake this. Waiting doesn't mean you don't address the situation. But till you wait till you're not running on emotion dealing with the situation. You reflect before reacting. Thomas Jefferson said this, when you're angry, count to ten. When you're more angry, count to a hundred. Say, what's that mean? It just means just keep counting. I don't think counting, it, it, it just helps you breathe for a minute. Helps you slow down for a minute. <laughs> if you're angry after that, he said... Just keep counting. Anything you can do to delay the explosion of your anger is going to delay your anger and soften your anger. And again, I'm not saying you minimize the issue that you're angry about. But the fact of the matter is if you learn to address the issue properly, you'll probably get better results. Because if you come at me angry, guess what's going to happen? I'm going to get angry. It's just human nature. I'm going to get defensive. Now, I've learned a lot in that area how to grow. And I've learned a lot how to stay calm. I've got certain people in my life, and people ask me all the time, man, how do you deal with so-and-so? You and that person don't fight all the time, and you and that person. I said, no, 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 because when they're angry, I just stay calm. They want you, an angry person wants you to get angry back because it justifies their anger. But you reflect before reacting. (laughs) Some of you are like, I just can't do that. I just fly off the handle, Gary. I don't have time to do these steps. Bullcrap. You can. Let me make this very clear to you and burst some of your bubbles. Anger is 100% a choice. You just don't want to control it. You ever been in an argument with your husband? You ever been in an argument with your spouse? I'm talking about you are throwing down. I mean, it's getting heated. All of a sudden, your cell phone rings. It's an important business call. It's your mom. It's somebody you got to talk to. And in the middle of you, stupid, hello? Yeah, man, what's going on? You know how you're able to do that? Because of freaking choice. 
You made the decision to, if it wasn't a choice, you'd pick up the phone on tilt, ready to raise Cain and go nuts. It's a choice. You're so mad at work at somebody and you're ready to go, but you know if you do that, you're going to lose your job. So it's a choice. You stay calm. You reflect before reacting. So do not give me this bull crap about I can't help it, I just fly off the handle. You choose to fly off the handle again because you're weak. Because your emotions control you instead of you controlling your emotions. So much stuff we do in life simply responds back to because we're mentally weak. We don't have the fortitude to control these things. <laughs> you control what you want to control. You wouldn't go off the handle like that in front of your boss. So why would you do it in front of your spouse? Problem is, you know the consequences of what happens if you do it in front of your boss, and you've got an image in your mind that your spouse won't care, but one day you'll come home and they'll be gone, and you'll find out they cared. Mm. Proverbs 12, 16 says this, when a fool is annoyed. God, that's another hard word. A fool. Like, I like it when God's just like, bam, I don't hold no punches. You're stupid. Man, you're a fool. When a fool is annoyed, he quickly lets it be known. Smart people ignore an insult. I had some personal situations in the last year that had been real easy for me to fly off the handle about. What's the point in that? That's what the fools wanted me to do. They wanted me to become a fool. Some of you kept coming to me being like, you okay? Yeah, why? I can't believe you ain't handled that yet. What's there to handle? But you ain't heard what they've said? Who cares what they're saying? You don't got to go to every argument you're... Just because they invite you to the argument doesn't mean you have to come in. Let me enlighten you on something else. Other people's opinion of you is none of your business. Had a lady last week come to church, first time. I think I shared this in the sermon last week while she was here. How you doing? I'm glad to be here. I said, I'm so glad you're here too. It's my first time. I've heard things. I said, oh, have you? Yeah. I said, well, I hope you enjoy the service. And I walked away. I don't care what that lady heard. No offense to her. You know what she told me afterwards when she left? I'm so glad I came out to see it with my own eyes. She goes, who cares what I've heard? Awesome. Now, my defense mechanism, what would you hear? Who'd you hear that from? You know what my move used to be? I ain't going to lie to you. This used to be my move. I'd find them on Facebook, find out who our mutual friends were. I'd be like, oh, I know what they heard. I know what they heard from that person. No, nah, I don't care. Who cares? God, let anger control me for so long and bitterness control me. That's a, it's miserable. A fool is annoyed. He lets it be known. The Bible says someone who flies off the handle. Like, how do you get more hardcore than that? You're a fool. I don't like that. I'll take it up with God. I didn't write the book. Smart people will ignore an insult. Man, smart people will ignore an insult. For some people, everything is just life or death, man. And most of the time, you ever notice the people who fly off the handle, so many times they fly off the handle over the stupidest things? 
I had a horrible day. The day was horrible. Was it a horrible day or did you have a bad two or three minutes that you allowed to let you affect the rest of your day? Some people just thrive on negativity and they thrive on drama. You know what everyone should do? This is what I'm convinced of. Everyone should go start a wrestling promotion like I did because then you get to live out all this anger and drama and fantasy and it's part of the gimmick. Then you don't want it in your real life. I don't want drama, man. I already got drama over here that's legal. You know? Like, you just get to go off on people, and they're like, oh, man, I was just, I was in character. You know? Man, what is it that upsets you? When, when, what, what you get upset over actually shows the depth of your character. What you get upset over shows the depth of your character. Like, some of you get upset over the dumbest stuff. Other people's stance on certain things, how does their stance on that affect you? Like, I've been that way. <laughs> I'm that way when it comes to politics. Like, I'm pretty strong in my political beliefs. What are they, Gary? None of your business. Isn't that amazing? None of your business. They're mine. But I don't care what yours are. I don't care. It doesn't affect me. It does. Our country's going to hell. Shut up. God's in control. Either he's God or he's not God. Shut up. Like, oh my, he's God. He's not surprised. Like, why do we worry about stuff? Like, that's God. I'm going to go do my part. And I got it, whatever. I can't carry a beer around downtown Canton. Guess what? My life goes on. Like, like, People are ready to fight. Like, there's been death threats over that. Death threats over carrying a beard down Main Street. Shut up. People are st stupid. What upsets you? Proverbs 19.11. When someone wrongs you, it is a great virtue to ignore it. They need to be punished. And how many things do you need to be punished for? You're not the judge. You're not the jury. Man, let God. I, I, I've learned to let God just roll with stuff, and it works out. Situation I've been dealing with in the last year, I've, I've just learned to let God deal with it. And guess what? Every time that it comes down to crunch time in that situation, God deals with it. Every single time. Do you hear what so-and-so did? Yeah, I heard. God dealt with it. I didn't have to deal with it. I'm just going to roll and do what God tells us to do and let God deal with it. Again, he's either God or he's not. And if he's God, start living your life like he's God. And if he's God, he's in control. Quit trying to control everything. Maturity is the ability to overlook a hurt. Oh, they hurt me. I, I hate it. I'm sorry. But good Lord, the list of people I've hurt. Man, I don't say that in bragging. I'm just saying I've hurt a lot of people too. Thank God all, well, some of them do, but most part, they don't want to kill me. Man, we, we hurt people and people hurt us. And we can let them continue to hurt us by dwelling on it nonstop, or we can be mature. Maturity is the ability to, to disregard it, to shrug it off, to play it. But there just comes a point where enough is enough. No. Let them. You know what I've learned with people like this? If you give them enough rope, they always hang themselves. Always. God does a much better job. 
Man, I, Jesus, I, I posted, Jesus was criticized, he was slandered, he was put down, he was mocked, he was misunderstood. Yet he never retaliated. He never felt the need to get up and defend himself. He just rolled with it. Here's what you need to understand. Nothing can make you mad. You decide to get mad. You choose to be mad. Don't blame your anger on anything else. If you put two people in the same situation, they're going to respond differently. Why? Because they choose to respond differently. Nothing can make you mad. My spouse just makes me so mad. No, they don't. You allow them to make you mad. My kids just make me angry. No, they don't. You allow them to make you angry. Again, deal with the consequences. Deal with the situation. But nothing good's going to come out of you being angry about it. I remember one day I had this car pull out in front of me in traffic, and I was in a mood. I was probably about 10 years ago, and I took off after this person, and I was ready to get out of the car. I just had a bad day. My little girl was in the back seat, so at that time she was about eight years old. I'll never forget, I pulled up beside this guy, and I was literally about to start yelling at the person next to me. I'll never forget, Ashley said, Daddy, that guy looks like Papa. It wasn't. But it was amazing when she said that, and I looked over and saw that man and realized, man, Reminded me of my dad. And my dad's an idiot and he's old and can't drive. And that probably is somebody's papa. How instantly it just calmed me down. I didn't feel the need to jerk him out of the car and pound his face in. But I thought about it, I reflected before reacting. So many times you need to ask yourself, is it really that big of a deal? Is it worth I'm talking about even the most vile thing. I had to tell some of you this week, listen. I have to tell somebody this week, hey, man, I appreciate you sending me those screenshots, but I blocked that person for a reason. Unless you think that they are physically threatening my family, I don't need the screenshots. But what about, I don't care. Give them enough rope, they'll hang themselves. Ain't it funny how, like, you get divorced. I don't, I'm not going to ask for a show of hands in divorce, but I know a large portion of here. You divorce that person, you no longer want to be around that person. But then everyone tells you everything that person does. I don't care. I didn't know that much about him when I was married to him. Man, reflect before reacting. Reflect before reacting. We ask yourself, man, is it really that matter? I saw this, it's kind of cheesy, but say every minute you're angry is 60 seconds of your life you lose. Is it worth giving up your happiness? I love life. I don't want to give up my happiness for anger. General Patton said, never fight a battle where you don't gain anything by winning. Guess what? So many times you being angry, you don't gain anything. You just need to be proven right. And proven right to who? Yourself? Get your insecurities in check then. Get your ego in check then. You need to reflect before reacting. I know we got to get out of here. I'm hungry. The Bible says this in Proverbs 17. People who stay calm have real insight. People who stay calm have real insight. The more you understand the person you're getting angry at, the situation you're getting angry at, probably the more less likely you are to get angry. Proverbs says a wise man's, a man's wisdom gives him patience. The Bible tells us that as we get angry, there's probably three reasons we get angry. Number one, because you're hurt. Hurt causes anger. Because you're frustrated. That's normally my reason I'm, I'm frustrated. I just get frustrated with incompetency. When nothing seems to work, when you're forced away, things aren't going as planned, you get angry. But then 
I think the number one reason so many of us get angry is because we're insecure. When you're threatened, when you're afraid, when your self-worth is attacked, it causes anger. You can keep pushing an animal and pushing an animal and pushing an animal the most loyal animal, but you back into a corner, eventually it's going to defend itself. A lot of times in relationships, we think we're angry and we're not angry, we're just insecure. We think our needs aren't being met. We think somebody's walking out on me, someone's not listening to me, she's not listening, he's not listening, and you're really just insecure. And if you learn to deal with your hurt, you learn to deal with your frustration, and you learn to deal with your insecurity... You learn to deal with your anger. When you learn to deal with those things, those three things, the anger in your life dramatically decreases. Proverbs lays it out, man. We've got to remember the bad results. We've got to reflect before reacting. And last, we've got to restrain your remarks. Watch your words. I was a youth pastor for like 40 days. 40 days. I was not cut out to be a youth pastor. But I taught on the tongue one time in the mouth, and I had this little game. You brought the kids all up, and I gave them tubes of toothpaste. I said, we're going to have a competition so you can get all the toothpaste out of the tube the fastest. And there's squirtness going everywhere. How I want it. Wait a minute, we're not done. Now, the winner is the one who can get the toothpaste back in the tube the fastest. They looked at me, that's impossible. That's the way our words are. Once they're out, they're out. Once you've typed it out of anger, they're out. You can go back and delete it, but it's already been seen, it's already been screenshotted, and it's already been sent to 30 people. There's no taking it back. I was angry. Control your anger. But you better restrain your remarks while you're angry. The Bible says in Proverbs 21, if you want to stay out of trouble... Be careful what you say. I really should have just walked up on that on the screen and left. If you want to stay out of trouble, be careful what you say. So many times we blow our stack, and then all we do is create air pollution. It doesn't do a whole lot of good. A sharp tongue is the quickest way to cut your own throat. I read somewhere else where you say, use sweet words, because you might have to eventually eat them. Hmm. The problem is the words come out so easily when we're angry. When your adrenaline's running. When I get angry, I'm brilliant. I can say amazing things. I've got, many of you know I own a wrestling promotion. There was a situation with another wrestling promotion this week where their, their champion, kind of the face of their program, came out with some very anti-gay remarks totally unacceptable and they fired him they let him go they did everything they should have done well he cuts this video just going off on everyone well me being the smart like i am i said man i've watched you do promos for a year and they suck that one was good too bad it was about the wrong thing you know why it was good because he was mad he was running on adrenaline when he wasn't thinking about what he was going to say man he was able to cut everybody to shreds now he got angry and said the wrong thing and cost himself a career like this guy had a legit career in this business, and now he's done because he couldn't control his tongue. Got to watch what we say because once you've settled down and once you've been calm, the person you cut into still remembers every word you said. 
Proverbs 15, one says, a gentle answer quiets anger, but harsh ones stir it up. My wife has been on this kick lately that I, just irritates me. She's been in this kick where she has learned to defuse situations. So I get angry, I get mad, I'm frustrated. And she defuses it by staying calm. I want her to yell where I can yell. I want her to smart off to me where I can smart off back because I'm ready to fight, I'm angry. But she's doing this new little Jedi mind trick thing where she stays calm. This is my, what's the one that drives me? She just listens. I'm like, ah, and she's like, you done? Well, yeah. Well, let me address the things you just talked about. No, 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 don't do that. I wanted you to interrupt me while I was saying all that and get mad at me. That way I could cut you off. You don't let me finish what I got to say. Don't use your voodoo on me, Ricky Bobby. Man, got to learn how to do this. A gentle answer quiets anger. The harsh one stir it up. Whatever you do when you're angry, you've got to resist hard words. A gentle answer quiets anger. The other part of this verse is pretty telling. It lets you know that anger is contagious. Harsh ones stir it up. When you're coming angry, man, you're getting everybody else angry. I was in an intervention one time, and I, I've been to several of them. I gave everybody the drill. We're going to stay calm. Here's what you do. Man, we're going to love on them. Be honest, but you, do, you don't, don't attack. Bam, bam, bam. And the minute this one started, the first words out of someone's mouth, they were, I just want you to know I'm pissed. I was like, oh, here we go. Like, I'm pissed. I'm, the minute pissed off came out of their mouth, man, the person on the other side, you know what, I'm angry too. And they unloaded on this person. I'm trying, it is like just watching, you know, a standoff and all of a sudden the gun starts shooting. And I'm trying to get everybody to calm. I said, no, this is not how it worked. That person got up. They walked out. And to this day, they still struggle with that addiction. And to this day, they're probably deeper in their addiction. And to this day, they've never talked to anybody in that thing. And that was probably 10 years ago. Because it was contagious. One person lost their cool. The whole room lost their cool. And probably eventually will lead to the destruction of that individual. Our children are modeling what they observe. What we say as their parents is passing on them, so, so your anger is contagious. You're teaching your kids how to act. This individual I was telling you about that lost his job this week, I was talking to him, because I'm a second, I'm, I'm, I'm that guy. <laughs> you screwed up, brother. Can I talk to you? I didn't even know the guy. And we talk, and he's like, yeah, I mean, I didn't know there was anything wrong in what I said, man. And he started telling me about his parents and this and the way he was raised. And guess what? In his defense, he didn't know because that's the way he was raised. Blows my mind that someone would be raised that way, but that, that's the way he was raised. It was contagious. That hate was contagious, and it was passed down. You're passing your anger down to your kids. You want your kids to act like you do? Your anger is going to cause you to grow old alone. We've got to remember the results. We've got to reflect before reacting. And we've got to restrain our remarks. Here's the reality of the situation. You're going to get angry in life. The Bible actually says, in your anger, do not sin. Guess what? Being angry is not a sin. What you do while you're 
angry is. Things are going to make you angry in life. You're human. Things are going to piss you off in life. You're human. Things are going to put you on tilt in life. You're human. Getting angry is okay. You don't repress it. You don't repress it. Don't repress the anger. That's what so many of us do. We just push it down. Just push it down. Ignore it. Push it down. Push it way down. When it starts to come up, just push it down a little bit more. You don't repress it. Because eventually you can't push it down anymore. And it's going to come out in a horrible way. If you don't talk it out, you're going to take it out. It's going to come out. You can't repress it. But we also need to learn we don't always need to express it the way we think we need to express it. Some people get angry and they just vomit on everyone around them. I'm angry. But you do need to confess it. Well, that'd make a Baptist preacher happy right there. They all rhyme. The other three points all started with the same letter. Johnny Hunt 101 right there. You confess it. You call somebody. You talk to someone. You admit it to God. God, I'm angry right now. You know what? It's okay to unload on God. Have you ever read David in the Psalms? David unloads on God. God, I'm angry. God, I'm mad. Where are you, God? Why am I dealing with this guy? It's okay. He's got broad shoulders. Unload on God. Confess it to someone else. This morning I picked up the phone, called Chris, and I'm angry right now. I need to talk to you. It was amazing the minute I confessed it, it started to go away. I wasn't angry with her. And you know what? She didn't tell me I was wrong for how I felt. She didn't try to talk me down. She just let me vent. She said, I'll handle it. Sometimes you just got to confess it. <laughs> David, man, God, life stinks. I hate it. God, why aren't you doing anything? My favorite is when David's like, I prayed this too. I ain't going to lie to you. He's like, God, kill my enemies. You say, you've prayed that? Yes. Like a week ago. I'm just lying, like yesterday. God, just kill them. Just kill them, God. I don't know that I'll be back at this church. I'm sorry. David did it. He's man after God's own heart. I don't mean God did it. But what if God did? Well, God's will is God's will. <laughs> One point, this is literally what David asked God. God? Literally, he said, why don't you bust their teeth in? God, just pop them in the mouth. Do it. I remember reading that the first time and thinking, what in the world? That's in the Bible. The Bible actually says smash. The Bible actually says smash their babies against the wall. David was angry. God didn't smash their babies against the wall. But David, man, he was so close to God. As his emotions are running, he felt the freedom to come to God and be like, here's what I need to talk to you. I need to confess this to you. This is how I'm feeling. We need to learn to confess it. And I'm done. Anger can be darkness. And when you take darkness and you bring it into the light, the darkness goes away. So many of you want to hide your anger because you think there's something wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it. Again, you're not wrong for being angry. 
The problem is, though, you're like a werewolf. The minute you're angry, there's no stopping you. And you destroy everything in your path just because the trigger happened, the full moon came out in your life. Be angry. Learn how to deal with it properly or you're going to destroy your life. Let's pray.